If you're like me, you find it very hard to keep your dick dry. I left my dick unprotected and it was warped out of shape in no time. I could barely recognise my own dick. Imagine that. Then I discovered Schaefer's New Zealand style dick sealant. The best way to take care of your dick in three easy steps. First, wash your dick with soap and water. Then, wait for your dick to dry. Once your dick is clean and dry, paint your dick with Schaefer's dick sealant. I used to be too embarrassed to invite people over to see my dick. But now, my dick's the talk of the town. I even have pictures of my dick. Check out that dick. I want to send this to my secretary. Barbara always loves to receive my dick pics. After all, summertime is all about spending time on your dick. I'll often have 20 to 30 people on my dick at once. That can really wear your dick out, causing dick splinters and discoloration. But with Schaefer's dick sealant, my dick stays a nice golden brown colour. Who wouldn't want a golden dick? I used to never let children anywhere near my dick. My dick was too dangerous for cuds to play on. But it seems like every cud in the neighbourhood's been on my dick this summer. And they've all had a good time. My dick's over 70 years old, but it looks brand new. That's part of the reason all my neighbours are jealous of my dick. Isn't that right, Jim? Yes, you've got a nice dick, okay? His wife is always on my dick, begging me to know the secret of my perfect dick. If you like Schaefer's dick sealant, check out Schaefer's New Zealand-style cock. I had a huge hole in my dick, but I fixed it by jamming some cock in it. You'd be surprised how many things you can fix by jamming cock into them. Have an extra large hole in your dick? Try Schaefer's African-style cock. Just go to your local home improvement store and ask for the big black cock. Schaefer's New Zealand-style dick sealant. Don't put it on your penis. Drop-kicking Murphy kind of host, Mr. Frag. And um, your other sidekicky host, Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff, thanks for sidekicking around episode 31. It's like a whole new fresh set of downs. It is, it is. We have to invent new bullshit for episode 60's Greatest Shits Volume 2. How about we just try to 40 instead of going for 60? Okay. Let's try making it to 40 first. got to make it to 32. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's true. I, but it is wintertime, so we'll be coming out less sporadically. One would hope. I don't like to make promises. Like no, that. me neither. You know? I always said it seems likely. Um, Let me say it again. Seems likely. Well, I'll tell you what. What's that? One thing I can say, we, we said we were going to go interview heavy. Yes. So our next decade, so, we're, we're making good on that promise. At least... The first episode. Tonight, episode 31. Interview time. With Mark... Ruffalo. Ruffalo? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo we got. Awesome. Doesn't he write the... Uh, Incredible Hulk? Yeah, the uh, Little House on the Prairie with the Incredible Hulk in it. Yes. It's a time period piece. Uh-huh. And uh, the Incredible Hulk goes back in the time machine uh-huh. and uh, gives Laura Ingalls the shocker. Uh-huh. But because he's so strong when he gives her the shocker, yeah. he throws her all the way down to the mercantile <laughs> where uh, Nellie gets crushed by a big pile of labias. Did you have the hots for Laura or for Nellie? Neither. Neither? No. I totally wasn't into it. I, I'll tell you what. I wanted to marry Laura, but I could easily whack my sack off to Nellie. To Nellie? Yeah. She's a little, you know, she's naughty. Naughty no, Nellie. No, she, she was a naughty girl. I she guess if a, you were going to have to, you know... 
take on one in the village. Yeah. <laughs> she was a village whore that <laughs> If you were getting into that village, yes. you would have to get into her. Yes. I remember nothing at all about <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Other than Laura, she was running down a hill in a dress, right? Right, right. A little Puritan self. And then Nellie was blonde, and you wanted, you thought she was ugly, but later on you realized she was hot. You always had a little funny feeling in your boy pants <laughs> <laughs> about Nellie, I think. I think. I, I don't... Didn't they, call, didn't they call Michael in and Pa? Yeah, Pa. Is that the thing? Yeah. Pa. Hey, and, Pa. And she was like half pint. Half pint. You see, half I didn't pint. remember that until right now. I'm good with that shit. <laughs> You're up on your little house on the prairie. I am. The only reason there was a there's an article about it in the local paper the other yes. other week, the little house on the prairie oh, thing. Okay, yeah. Because there was with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, with Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. It was a byline by Mark Ruffalo for, through the AP. Uh huh. You know, in the entertainment section. Oh, he's a big uh, a, a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a he, guy there. He wasn't he wasn't shunned for being a a, <laughs> a plagiarist. No, no, and they no. Didn't go away to a college and have no. to solve murder mysteries. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I hope you listen to episode 30. <laughs> that joke's not funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was playing straight pretty good. <laughs> Anyhow, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I saw her in the uh, newspaper. Yeah. And that's what jogged that memory in my uh, brain. Okay. So anyhow. Yeah, Matt, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, why doesn't he write a book about like zombies on, on The Little House on the Prairie? That would be a good book. I know, but I think what would I'd happen... I paid like 99 cents to read that short story. I know. What would happen would people would mix up Mark Ruffalo's zombie stories. There's already a guy called Mark Tufo that writes zombie stories. Mark Tufo? Yeah, Mark Tufo. He's an author? Yeah. Never heard of him. I know. <laughs> That's why we're bringing him on the podcast tonight. <laughs> All right. Not to introduce <laughs> him, just because we bring people on you never heard of Yeah, why, why would you <laughs> want to hear from somebody that like you know of? Right. <laughs> really, that's a really good point I just came up with. I'm yeah. glad I thought of it. Right. Why would you want to hear an interview from Stephen King? You can like hear just a million this of them. very day, right? This very day today, whatever it is. Oh, it's October one. One. See, that was my Mike Francesa. Uh huh. And you know uh, he's let me he's. Tell you something, Mikey. <laughs> he always does it. He goes October one. No th. No th. <laughs> or, the, or st. st. No st. Or the nd. No und. No unst. Or th. Let's go. I got the thought juice running tonight, baby. <laughs> oh God. Woo! I'm going to have to put on my thought condom. <laughs> All right. So uh, what are we going to Mark, Mark Tufo. <laughs> yeah. Is he French? Tufo? Tufo. Tufo? Oh, we'll ask him. We'll oh. have to ask him. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, Mark Tufo. <laughs> Let's get started and welcome Mark Tufo to Books, Beer, and Bullshit. Welcome to the podcast, Welcome, Mark. Mark. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you coming on. Now, uh... We've heard a lot about you. You've been on our <laughs> radar for a while. A, a long time. Yeah. And if we, you've heard it from Armand, it's not good. I can promise that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I won't tell you where I heard it from then. <laughs> what, what, what I can say is, is that both of us tend to get burned out on zombies kind of quick. Real quick. And so we've been shying away from it a lot lately. But like I said, your name keeps coming up. So I said, let's, let's check out Mark Tufo. And we both dove into your first zombie fallout book to check out what's going on. What's the hype? And I got to <laughs> say, we both really enjoyed the zombie fallout. And as a matter of fact, Jeff is a lot quicker than I am at reading. And he jumped into the second book in this series. Nice. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, no problem. And we also sold more of your books at the bowling alley, recommending it out to everybody there with a nook. I was, I was really taken with this book. For me personally, I found uh, the characters... Art. There's to be, I'm sorry, I'm getting feedback, Mark. The characters to be 
engaging and, and genuine for a zombie novel. Most times it's just like a Rambo guy that you really don't care about. How did how did you were you able to go away from that and keep it real, so yeah. to speak? Well, I, I love the zombie genre. I've loved it for a long time. I'm way before um, it blew up again, I guess. And, I, you know, I've read all those books, too, where the guy got the arsenal. He's got RPGs and hand grenades, nothing in them, and he cares about nothing. And he blows everything away. And they're entertaining to a point. But, I, uh, you know, I wanted it from a different slant. I wanted an everyday guy, you know, that cared about his family, uh, didn't really know how he was going to deal with stuff, had limited resource and supplies, and... uh how, how he was going to go through, try to make it through a zombie apocalypse. That's cool. And uh, like, like he said, the, the, the character's genuine. You care about him. But the other thing that struck me and I had to ask you about is that we think that Talbot and his family and everything uh, have very strong connections to you as a person. Does that, is what makes, what helps makes, makes this real? Like, like, are you Talbot, Talbot in a lot of ways? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I guess so. I'll start with the genesis of the whole project. Um, I wanted to write a book. I honestly never thought people were going to buy it. The first chapter was really just kind of an exercise in my head before I go to bed. Like, what would I do if a zombie showed up in the front yard? And that, you know, that was just kind of played with that. Never thought I was going to really write a book. So at that point, yeah, I'm using myself as a reference and my family as a reference. And that's kind of how it got started. On reflection, on hindsight, I guess. If I had to do it over, I think I'd at least pick different names because it becomes very difficult to, like, off a son, you know? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had characters that I can't kill because my wife will beat the hell out of me, so I kind of leave them alone, you know? That was that was one of the things I noted in this book where the whole family unit plus the mother-in-law come through the initial, the initial attack in one piece. I found that to be a different take on the whole situation. Yeah, um... I know you're only on book two, and, you know, I don't know what you'll read, so I won't give too many spoilers, but, you know, it is a, a zombie apocalypse, so you know, not everybody can uh, march through to the other side. No, no, it's, you know, it's not like I'm pissing on it, because it, it's kind of cool to see a guy have to try to hold the whole family together and how, you know, you try to deal with that, like you, like you said, and uh, I found that to be a pretty cool thing and i also like that i just like the fact that the characters are just genuinely real that was that was like the biggest thing to me like i'm burnt on zombies my host here frank is burnt on zombies but you give it a a good twist to make it real which is more than i could say about a lot of the zombie books yeah there's definitely a plethora of them out there i mean i don't want to disparage any of them i just my take on it i just like i said i just wanted an everyday kind of guy you know that that's Family is number one and everything else is second. The other thing I enjoyed about the book, not just the characters, but also the tone, the language, is very blue-collar, shall we say. Yeah. And despite that, like, you still got a hand on the writing. It's not like you're just some guy who can't write or has no command of the English language. You do have that, but you still have that, you know, it's not uppity. It's it's very blue-collar, laid-back tone. Um, And you said you just kind of you know, kick this off as a, you know, what would I do exercise in your head? And you kind of put it on paper. Did you have aspirations for a while to become a writer? Or you just, just kind of went with it? How did that all start? Uh, I, um, I don't think I ever wanted to be a writer. I loved to write, uh, you know, back in grade school, even in college when I took writing classes and 
we got an assignment for a book report or something and everyone else is groaning and stuff. I, I was like, cool. No, it sounds good to me. Um, so I've always enjoyed writing. I honestly, as a career, I never, never even dawned on me. It just, uh, was something that kind of happened. I got laid off from a job. So, uh, I wrote zombie fallout and you know, it, it garnered an audience. You're, you're kind of a popular, at least in indie circles, you're, you're a pretty big name there and you have a, a really big fan base and a fan base that's very responsive. Do you think that when you got in and you, you, you lost the job and you stumbled into this, it was like a right time kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I, I probably came in right tail end of the right time, if that makes sense. Like a Rian and Freighter, I really think she struck when the iron was as hot as it was going to get. And um, I kind of came in a little bit after her and a couple others. You know, now it's getting to the point where Again, I'm not disparaging anybody else's work, but you know anybody who wants to put a story up has kind of figured out how to do it. And the market, you know, Amazon, it's flooded with books, and uh, it becomes very difficult for a consumer to kind of wade through and decide what they want to read. So, whereas I have a fan base, you know, I've kind of I got ahead of that. So um, it's a good place to be for sure. And you know, on top of that, you know, the big six publishing houses, they were kind of getting it handed to them for a little bit from the indie. You know, they've now brought their prices back down in line to what we're kind of charging. So now add on to when somebody goes spend five ninety four ninety nine on a book, they're going to buy Stephen King, Mark Tupo, or Bob blah, 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 you know. Then that's where it just becomes very difficult to find a niche, to find a market. Yeah, I, I can definitely see the market changing but you know what i also noticed is with your fans is is they're very responsive they're very interactive with you you're able to to hone in reviews for books like no other you know there's plenty of authors who have sales and 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 fans but you seem extra responsive like we've interviewed you twice for our blog on the zombie blog tour and while maybe your your interview didn't get the most views your interviews blew out of the water just the responses in the comment box how do you how do you account for that well i guess it goes back to you know when you said um you know the books had a blue collar feel uh that's because i grew up blue collar and uh you know i've always just been taught you know when, when i would have a reader contact me it's always been i try my damnedest to respond back to them in as timely a manner as possible and i, I think that plays a big part you know i, I think back a few years, even a decade, you know, if you reached out to an author, you were never going to hear from them. And I think now when people reach out and they get the response, it kind of, you know, it ingrains in their head like, wow, this guy's just an actual regular kind of dude. You know, I mean, he's going to sit here and respond to me and what I got to say. And, and I, you know, I, I love it. I love that they want to respond to me. So I want to respond back. And I think that's, uh, I think that's where it grew out of. So I think, um, I think that's why my fan base is, um, so responsive is because I'm responsive to them, I guess. That's what it boils down to. One of the points that we were talking about before about this book was with the firearms and the tactics, and it seems like there's a, a basis in reality for all of it, and nothing is like, you know, the never-ending magazine or the shotgun, shotgun that recoils and throws you across the room. It, it seems based in reality. Is, or is that something you're familiar with, or is that something you just got lucky with? Uh, I've been I've been around guns since I could hold one. Um, I've always loved loved shooting. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps, and then 
they let me play with all sorts of fun stuff. You know, I I, I know my way around firearms. I firearms expert. I, you know, I've been caught on a couple of things uh, that you know I messed up. But I mean, I love guns. I know how to shoot. It's funny. I when I very first kind of started I, I, from book one, if you remember, there was a scene where Mike has his son lay out all the all the uh, rifles he has and the, guns. The thirty oh six elephant gun. Yeah, and <laughs> I had a reader. Or a reviewer call me out like nobody has all those guns. It's like I had literally just gone through all my stuff to to make like, that scene with all the guns I have and all the rounds I had. So it was, it was kind of funny. It's like you're calling me out on that, the only true thing in the whole freaking book, and you're calling me out on it. So well, it was funny. It, it sounded just like what's in my gun locker. So I I was right along with the whole with the whole deal. I had no problem with that part. <laughs> Jeff and I. Sort of have I don't have I'm not like some kind of anti gun that but just Jeff has the guns I don't have guns but I always I always start yawning when when the specifics of guns and and weapons start coming up but I like your balance you you, you know you gave enough I I'm like this guy has got to know what he's talking about. he might be you know ex marine or something like that but he knows what he's talking about but it wasn't enough to like make me go All right, I understand it's got the clip and the scope with the I I got you you know. It wasn't out of control. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, you know, we've all read some books where, you know, reading a horror mystery, and then the the author goes into the leafy, the veins on the leaves. It's like I don't, I don't need that much description. I get it. There was trees, there was leaves falling off the tree. I, you know, I don't need to know exactly what they look like. Yeah, what I appreciate though is, you know, not so much you not going into crazy because I don't, like you said, I don't need to know everything, but uh, just. I just hate it when things are just unrealistic. It has, it has no basis in anything. So. And that's uh, that's something my brother and I talked to when I first started going down the street. You know, we we've all read books where you know the hero's surrounded, not going to be able to get out of this particular mess, and all of a sudden meteorites from the sky fell and killed the main bad guy. You know, it's, I didn't want that. I don't want the you know the unrealistic stuff to happen to. to cheat your way out of like the issue yeah the, you're in it it shows in the main character talbot where he seems like a regular guy with a little bit of skill and maybe just a little bit more luck yeah he's got a lot of luck <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's not like it's not like luck like the mirror comes out of the sky it's more like you made your own luck but you were still lucky to pull through it and I I like that about this story too. That was that was good. Thanks, man. Yeah, there's never never a point where you just don't believe don't, something. Don't. So it never gets far fetched. You're like, I'm out. I'm checking well, out. Like, or what? not? The zombies seem, uh, you know, like yeah. Based well, in reality. like I, I mean, I, come on. <laughs> I said I'll suspend disbelief once per book. You know, after that, you know. Well, you're gonna have to suspend it twice. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got uh, vampires in there too, which uh, totally coming, twists the whole thing up and makes it cool. Are you the night? Oh star? yeah, Are I you? caught a lot of crap for that boy. Oh. I'm not even gonna lie, dude. I love it. It's like, it's like, I'm hoping because I'm only on book two, but I'm hoping she seems pretty evil. So it's a non glittery vampire. <laughs> it's a, oh, I want to I want to chew your head off vampire. <laughs> There's no glitter on Eliza. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know I haven't I haven't gotten there yet, but I, I'm gonna give you. I got to give you props for props. for just trying. It, like it, and it's like the thing like the. It's boring the zombies so much because it's so saturated. So to to try it just to try that and bring that in, I mean that's that's ballsy. Especially when you got the zombie yeah. crowd is very 
you know, it's like Star Wars and Star Trek. You, you, you got to pick a side. You can't you can't walk the line on both. So it's kind of that, a that's the move. truth. Yeah, I, I got called out. You know, it's like, hey, you know, there's there's eight hundred other books you can read. You know what? That that's good because, oh man, I can't I I can't really put to words how the book has enough different to it to keep you engaged. And even when I say like, you know, it's unrealistic for the whole family unit to survive and all that. But that's what's dri- That's so far what's driving the plot. I could see where that has to be that way. Yeah. So even though it's kind of like a, you know, thing I was kind of like, well, I'm not really buying that 100%, but it drives the plot and it had to be that way. It's a really good, damn good book. I don't care. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just had the eighth book in the series just came out. Yeah, yeah, last month. Uh, and I mean, eight books since 2009, that's a pretty good uh, pace you're running at. How, how many of these do you tend to put out a year? Well, I mean, of the zombie fallout, if it was two a year, um, I've gone to one a year because I've got other series I've got going on. Is there any projection on, on how many how, you know how many books this story is going to go? Or you're, as long as you got something to talk about, we'll just keep writing them? You know, I, um, when I was doing this exercise in my head, zombie fallout was one book. So I really don't freaking know how many there's going to be. I, I guess maybe when Talbot goes to space, it'll we'll probably <laughs> time to call it. He jumps He jumps the zombie sharks. <laughs> <laughs> you have also this Indian Hill series out now? Yeah. What's going on? How many books is that? That one's also into it. Yeah, I uh, actually, Indian Hill, the first one, my very first book, I uh, started writing it in college. About uh, seven or eight years ago now, I... Uh, I found, like, the unfinished manuscript on yellowing old pieces of paper, all handwritten. And I was like, holy crap. So that was actually the first book I ever took from start to finish. Actually put up on Amazon with a ugly-ass cover. Sold none of them in two years. And then I just wrote Indian Hill 2 because I just wanted to kind of see how the story played out. And then uh, I started book three and shelved it for a long time until IH1 and 2 started uh, garnering an audience. So then I finished three, and I, I was happy. It was a trilogy. I was happy where it ended. It, it ended well. I didn't you know there was some questions still left, but for the most part, it was an ending. And then uh, I, I didn't do anything with it for about uh, three, five years, maybe. And, um, you know, the, I started getting more and more readers going, well, where's the fourth installment? So I actually just came out with that maybe six months ago. And, and uh, I just actually started the fifth installment this week. So that's that's actually your original book ahead of Zombie Fallout. Yeah, yeah. I wrote IH one and two, and part of three before I ever wrote Zombie Fallout one. But they've sort of picked up steam off the popularity of Zombie Fallout. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, you know I've got a lot of different genre books out, and uh, zombie fans for the most part like zombie stuff they don't really drift too far from that particular genre so you know it took a long time for the indian hill series to kind of get traction get going i don't i don't know if sci-fi is coming back now but uh indian hill is doing all right for itself i'm a big sci-fi fan so now i'm now i'm like totally interested i'm gonna go look that shit up another thing we we brought up earlier was you know about fans and how you know maybe a lot of your popularities uh, around you know just getting in at the right time now and you said things have changed i mean do you do you have to change your tactic do you do you have to keep up or or does just having that fan base early kind of like exempt you from that 
I don't think there's any laurel resting in this particular field. You know, unless you're a, a coons or a king and you're sitting on those fat seven-digit incomes. But um, no, you know, I, I've told, I've said it before. You know, I write, so that's this is my profession. You know, we're, we're always out there marketing. We're always finding new ways to promote. You know, we're always coming out with new stories. Now, there's there's no sitting back. We, we have had to adjust. You know, and market and price accordingly. Yeah, I mean that when the big six came down to our price level, that that hurt a lot. And so I'm going to take it. You guys have not read the Timothy series. No, I think I have it too. <laughs> Actually, uh, that one a publisher had approached me. And, uh, they wanted the zombie Fallout series, and I was like, "Well, how much are you willing to give me?" And uh, it wasn't enough. So they came back and said, um, "Well." We'll take any book you want want to write. And I was like, you will. You're telling me right now you will take any book that I write. Like, yep. <laughs> so that's where that's how uh, Timothy was born. Aha! Uh-huh. I see. And that Timothy started out as just like a short story, right? Uh, it's a novella. The first one is I, I, I want to say it's thirty five thousand. Okay. Um, and that one goes through Severed Press. Right. Appreciate the hell out of them picking that up. And then uh, I wasn't done. I wasn't. Tim had some more stuff to say, so I came out with a full-length novel, Tim 2. I guess apparently the sick bastard's still going, because I think I'm going to write Tim 3. So. And is, so that's now uh, that's owned by a, a publisher, that franchise, though? No, just the first novella. Oh, okay. Do you get, because you have you know a, a big sales, do you get quartered a lot by publishers? Well, yes and no. Uh, I want to say a, a lot from the medium-sized publishing houses. Like I, I haven't had Simon Schuster come knocking on. <laughs> no offense, but I wasn't, I wasn't alluding to them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually did sign uh, Indian Hill one and two with Permuted. Okay. So I'm happy about that. They got it in book form. Looks good. They're, they're talking about getting that in brick and mortar. And, um, you know, yeah, I get some medium-sized publishing houses for sure. You know, even with the audio, you know, I got most of the book, the original Zombie Fallout, uh, I signed over with Pantor. Dude, it's in audio book form too. Oh yeah, audio is freaking huge. You know, I I never knew how big audiobooks were until I started going traveling with the family in the car and you stop in like the the truck stops and it's just loaded with audiobooks cuz these guys just drive around and you got to listen to something I guess all yeah. day. And that and that audible.com is also like yeah, download it to your yeah. iPod or it's it's every bit the indie playground in in audio form. Yeah, I am I would have never thought that. I would have never guessed because it's not really my. That's not really my really interest to no, listen when, to. No, when the Canto was an audio company, when they contacted me, they're like, "Hey, we'd like to talk to you about audio rights." I was like, "Audio? Who the f- listens to books?" Yeah. All I could remember was books on tape. Like my mom sitting in the uh, kitchen with that old piece of crap tape recorder, listening to books on tape. Sounded like someone was in a tin can. Yeah, yeah. That's freaking horrible. And then. uh you know, they produced, uh, they, they hooked me up with Sean Runette. They uh, produced Zombie Fallout 1. And man, it went through the freaking roof. Uh, audiobooks have been a boon. It's been very helpful. Damn, I learn something new on this podcast every time we do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Even with Armand on? Yeah. Well, you don't learn, you get dumber well, when you have Armand on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we learn how dumb he is. <laughs> he, keeps, <laughs> he keeps proving it to us every goddamn time. <laughs> Uh, is there anything you want to just touch on? Just you got your your new Indian Hill, you got your new Zombie Fallout Eight. Uh, I got Lycan Fallout Two should be coming out in November. Um, a Shrouded World, the 
collaboration I did with John O'Brien should be coming out in audio next month. What else do I get going on? Uh, it's Halloween on the 31st. That's about it. Okay. Uh, man, you're a busy man. He's a busy man. I guess you. this is what you do for a living now, right? I write to eat, man. Nice. I like eating, so i got to keep writing. That's it, man. Good for you. Good Good for you, and congratulations on your career thus far. It's mighty, nice. mighty impressive. I and I mean that truly. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Thanks, man. It's been a, you know, it's it's scary. You know, even this far in, you know, I, I like I said, I don't mean to reiterate. I am a blue collar guy living by sale. To me, is scarier than hell. You know, like what if everybody wakes up tomorrow and they don't want to buy a book? You know, it's like, I, holy crap! You know, I mean. Right, it could the bottom could fall out on you any uh, any time. Well, as long as I'm still walking the planet and yeah. not a zombie, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll still be reading. So you'll have one fan left. That'll work. All right. So thanks for coming on and talking to us. We had a ton of fun talking to you. Yeah, this is this was one of the most enjoyable interviews I've done. I, right. I would imagine, you know, having me on, I probably want you know, pretty good. Thing. Yeah, we have to have no. you. On. Armand's been oh. on like four times, and it would drive him nuts. Yeah, if somebody was on more than him. So, oh yeah, and now we got him on. Oh, yeah. it's gonna drive yeah. right up. It's gonna drive him through the the wall yeah. of his little arm cast. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we'll... You know, Arm and I give each other shit, but uh, I, I consider him a mentor. You know, he uh, he helped when I was a fledgling for sure. You know, he was a super nice guy. I had questions and he answered them. And so he he, so, he he was he was already established when you were coming on the scene. You were going uh, to yeah. for advice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must burn his ass that you're bigger than him. <laughs> uh, no, we love Armand. Yeah, we do. I just he just gives me a bunch of shit every now and again. And every now and then, I get it every freaking. Well, I I keep my social media presence on the on the low side. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have books to sell, so my 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 presence is is a bit lower. <laughs> All right, Mark. We'll let you go for tonight. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. That was refreshing. I haven't. We haven't had a nice, solid interview like that. He's right up there. He's right up there with interviewing Kevin Strange or Danger Slater. Yeah, it was a a good, solid interview. I truly enjoyed talking to the man. Yeah, I like I like this jumping back into interviewing thing. Yeah, it's pretty neat, right? Yeah, I it mean, is. you get a you get a taste of the person behind it behind the work yeah you know? yeah it's one thing for us to to talk about a book and everything but really it's it's cool to to hear that guy who wrote the book tell you about you know where you're coming from with that yeah i and he seems like a really nice guy nice level guy oh you yeah. know like like we said you know it's a blue collar tone he said i'm a blue collar guy and yeah he's just a likable dude it's it's kind of strange to me sometimes i think uh sometimes you think of authors as being sitting in their smoking jackets in their lounge and yeah or uppityness or more stranger or you know having personality oh like type of yeah yeah like strange you know weirdos and like it turns out the guy could be like could be like your garbage man or your mailman or you know yeah that's true you know whatever the cop or you know what i'm saying yep it it's always amazes me the different types of people who get into get into writing and have the have the ability so that, everybody that was him, man. Mark Tufo. Check out the Zombie Fallout series. He's got the, and we learned the Indian Hill series is like a sci-fi job. Yep. He's got this uh, Tim series. I own Tim, too, but I just haven't read it. And uh, 
I mean, he, the guy puts out work. You've heard yeah, him, so. so jump on, man. It, it's it's good stuff. Jump on in. Yeah, I think you'll uh, enjoy a constant listener. That's right. On to Bazeers. Bazeers. Do we have a winner this evening? We always have a winner on yeah. this podcast. This podcast has nothing but winners on it. That's true. What do we got this evening? I want to know in what language we will be screaming. <laughs> it's time to scream in English. I got to take a wee, Governor. <laughs> All right, where you going to take that way then? I've got to take a wee, Governor. All right, where are you going to take that way then? I've got to take a wee, Governor. <laughs> pip, pip. Cheerio. Have a snugget on my nugget. And why are we screaming in English, you may ask? <laughs> um, because we're going to have some Werther's Originals? <laughs> yes, we are, actually. <laughs> we are having Wells. Wells, Fargo? Wells from the United Kingdom. Oh. It's still United. This is the Sticky Toffee Pudding Ale. Ooh, sticky Toffee. Based on the Great British Pudding. Full of sticky rich toffiness. <laughs> sticky. I don't know. What do you think? Think it's going to be a winner? Sticky Toffee. <laughs> sticky Toffee. St- sticky Toffee. Based on the Great British Pudding. Yes. British Pudding. I already read that part. Have you ever had British Pudding? I had... Tri- Dick Trickle? What the hell is this? Spotted Dick. Blood Pudding. Blood Pudding. Eh, that's not really that's English. Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Have you had Spotted Dick? Yes. You've eaten it? Yes, I have eaten Spotted Dick. Have you had Treacle? No, I've never had <laughs> never had Treacle. Treacle. I've had a Beef Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, that's with the pate in there, right? And they wrap it up in a... Yeah, in a... In a crust. <laughs> crust. <laughs> a golden brown crustiness. Golden brown, governor. We should like what? that. We like to put mayonnaise on it. What? What? <laughs> put mayonnaise? What a bit of bother. <laughs> Wells. Well, David Wells pitched a no-hitter for the Yankees once, right? I guess he did, didn't That's he? A well. Also, water comes out of Wells. Yes. <laughs> so we know that. Uh, anything else? How are you feeling today? Wells. Wells. <laughs> I'm feeling Wells, goddammit. <laughs> Rhymes with swell, right? Wells Brew. Rhymes. Wells, Wells Brewery. Rhymes with swell. Spell mail. <laughs> swell. Rhymes with swell, Governor. I don't know, man. Sticky toffee pudding ale. It's the pudding that's that's bothering me. Yes. Because it's not like mm, chocolate. Mmm, the pudding puff. You know, it's not that. <laughs> no. It's not that when you go to Britain. No. It's no. It's, it's like meat slop. And <laughs> it's meat slop built into Oh, we've got to stop here. We'll go, Dad, throw it in the can, tighten it up, sell it to the fucking foreigners. <laughs> Give them some mayo. What? <laughs> what? Well, are you ready to crack into this? Yes. You know what we're going to need to do that with, though? We're going to have to use a bottle wrench, Governor. <laughs> what? 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 The drop force. Drop force. Stainless steel. steel. Beauty. Oh, it's just like my forged sword. Airy. Get over here and give me a fucking forge. It's a, uh, it's a Horcrux. <laughs> I love that it takes you like 20 minutes to get all the accent out. <laughs> I'll just like wait around here to carry on with the show. Well, go ahead. Feel free. <laughs> Work it. Work guy, it. Guy, open the ball. <laughs> I'm having a right shitter. <laughs> What's the poor music? What? <sighs> yes. We have one bottle for each of what us. Was a, what was the price point on the Wells? This was a sticky button. Ten ninety nine for a four pack of uh, eleven point two ounce bottles. Uh huh. 
They're not 12 ounce bottles. They're 11.2 11 ounce. Because you know what that works out to? Uh, 20, 88.8, 888. 330 milliliters. 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 European. Yes. Because it's from Europe. European. Across the pond. Europa. 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 What? Well, I shall now crack these bottles of sticky, sticky coffee pudding ale. Okay. This just can't be good. Any uh, any predictions here? I bet, I bet you it's going to be sticky, but not too thick. Sticky, but not too thick. Uber sweet. I'm betting. I'm betting this way. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be really sweet, yeah. or it's not going. It's going to just smell like toffee and not taste anything like just it. Mostly just be beer tasting. Okay. Yes. But I'm, think, I'm stink thinking like toffee. I bet you this thing's going to stink like toffee. Yeah, I'm thinking this is going to be a drinking candy. Well, we shall find out. All right. Let's give How it about a, the signature sniff? Well, it smells sweet as a Werther's original. Okay. It's, so it's straight up Werther's original. Mm. Yeah. But there's a fair amount of beer in that scent. Yes, but it is in beer, right? I'm tapping it against my nose to see if it's sticky. Even the Europeans are now into, like, the, I'll throw anything into a beer to, to sell it. Clearly, they're learning. They're learning. They're evolving. They're jumping onto the bandwagon. Yes. All right, well. I wonder if they sell this in, in the U.K. Uh, uh, is this an import? Yes. Okay, then I must sell it in the UK. I wonder what the craft beer market is like in the UK. Well, is that what, what you're saying. getting at? Yeah. Hmm. If they have the same crazy shit we have all the time. Or or maybe this is just normal beer over there. Wow, this will last until... Some Boddingtons uh, and some Wells. This will last until uh, March 24th, 2015. Yes. March 24. 24, I'm sorry. March 24. March 24. Yes. March 24, this bottle 15. will go bad. Yes. And that right, Mikey? <laughs> Uh, well, you got to drink the beer over here, boy. You got to drink the beer, Mikey. I drink yeah. the beer. <laughs> it's to you. It's to you, Mikey. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, it jumps in, jumps in on the back end. Ooh. Ooh, it's wrong. It wants to be sweet, and then it loses it, and then... Ugh. You know what? It actually hurt the sides of my tongue. Like, the sides. Like, it actually goes... And made not bitter. Not bitter. Like... Chemical or something. Ugh. Yeah, it's another. When it hits your tongue, like you taste it, and I, man, I didn't it, it get nothing at fast. first, and then it was all a blast, man, and then it's, it's like ugh. my tongue wanted to jump out and smack me a couple it's times. A very awful beer flavor, like skunky beer. Yeah, skunky beer flavor. Let's say, let's say. Oh man, it's just that back end, uh, and then it's ugh. just in your throat. Oh, not good, not good. And it just hangs around. Ugh, another monstrosity. The sticky word made me real wait for like Uber Uber. I was after expecting like a sticky sweet it's, texture to it, but it's it's not. You taste something real quick, but that just evaporates like the flavor, and you just get this skunky, nasty aster flavor. Yeah, 
Like oh, not dude, even a beer dude, taste. Dude, to dude, it. Don't burp. Just don't do it. Oh. It's one of them, man. Don't do it. Oh, it's Tell worse you. now. It's worse now. Knowing that I shouldn't do it. Because it just all comes right back up on oh, me. Oh, I don't. I don't. I wonder what. That's not the. That's not the nastiest thing. It is, but it's still one of the. Na- I mean, that's nasty. It's nasty. You can't. I would never finish this bottle of beer. That's that's bad. I don't know how you. Oh, I burped. Oh, I burped. Oh. Told you you ought not have done that to your I, it throat. Just, it just came in there. You know what? It doesn't taste that bad until after you swallow. Yeah. Then it's a, a nightmare. You get the hint of the toffee when you, when yeah, you first when, when drink it in. When you first drink it, it's like, ah. And then it's like, no. Yeah, after you swallow, the rancid on the palate. I notice a lot of the shitty beers do that, too. Because they don't go shit until like you swallow and it's too late. Yeah, you get some air in your mouth and yeah, yeah. really makes shit change. It it's crazy. air ruins everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you you take the sip and you're like ah, and then you're like oh oh no, no yeah no. oh no. It's a like you said it's a and back a lot end. of them a lot of them do that to you too. Yeah. A lot of these crazy beers do that where it's you I wonder t- you if take it's... it hits your tongue and there's you're like ah I'm disappointed oh never mind. I guess the flavor, they jam it in there, but it doesn't really complement the beer. No. That's what it should be. Everything would be happy if you could do things that complement. Like the pizza beer is the best example of this. Right. You think pizza beer has to taste disgusting. The thing is, if you sit with a nice fucking bottle of, of Sam Adams and a slice of pizza, that's a wonderful fucking evening. Right? Yeah, you're, you're having the right. American dream. That's right. It's very complimentary. Right. So when you just stick that flavor with beer in one bottle, it just works. Right. Sounds weird, but it works. Yeah, that it's, was. It's no different than taking a bite of pizza and then washing it down with a, a cola. Yeah, this is like having a beer and then washing it down with fake oh, ass Werther's. coffee. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Why can't you just make a nice good beer? Maybe because if you It'd made it, it'd be fine if beer, you didn't have to swallow it. If you could just eject it out of your nose. It would be fine if you didn't have the toffee flavor in it. It'd probably be <laughs> fine. It wouldn't be good, <laughs> but it'd be fine. That's just a fucking nightmare. I gotta, I gotta learn about toffee pudding. Sticky toffee pudding. It is a dessert. Well, you kind of got to well, imagine. Well, you know, is spotted dick a dessert? Yeah, you put some honey on it. Spotted dick is just a sponge cake with some raisins in oh. it. It looks good on, on the plate. An actual, oh, well, look, they had the Heinz sticky toffee. Yes, I, I've, I had the same one of a spotted dick. Spotted dick, yeah. If you've seen a can of spotted dick, it's also a can of spotted toffee. Sticky toffee spotted. So it's probably the same thing, you know? Why do they call yeah. it Sticky Dick? Because you put the honey on it makes it sticky. So why do they call it Sticky Dick? What makes it a toffee and what makes it a dick? I have no idea. Uh, probably that the, they put on toffee on it instead of honey. It, spotted dick contains dried fruit with a custard. Spotted refers to the fruit. And yeah. dick may be a contraction or corruption of the word pudding. Or dog, as in spotted dog. Another name for the dish with the use of plums rather than currants. Another explanation offered for the word dick is that it is the German word for thick. So you would say you have a dick dick? Another explanation for the word dick would be that it looks like somebody's fucking disease-ridden venereal cock. Yeah. They're like, wow, that looks like a spotted dick. It looks yeah. like you have an antelope in yeah. your pants. Yeah, a Fred, dick dick. Fred was messing with Nelly from Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> and he fucking got spotted dick, and that cake looks just like it. So, yeah, don't drink the Wells Fargo beer. The well has been poisoned. <laughs> They've salted the earth and poisoned the wells. Wells, not wells. Do well. they? Are these the guys who make the banana pudding beer? You might be right. Or the banana bread beer? Right. I think you just might be.
be fucking yes. right. You're not. Am, you nailed it. I'm unstoppable. Yes. Don't drink the sticky pudding ale. Yeah. From Wells. Stick with their banana bread beer. Oh, you know why we drank it. So you don't have to. So yes, wrapped up that section really well. We did. This has been a great podcast. I it really enjoyed been. creating this with you. I want to. I want to ramp it up, man. You want to bring it in props. We're, we're kicking it up on yet another notch. Another notch. Episode thirty-one. A new new beginning. All right, let's do it. All right, you're not gonna. I got after. It's a reveal. Oh, it's a reveal. It's yes. an unboxing. It's an uh, well, yeah. Actually, we should it film it and put it on YouTube. We'll probably get like more hits on there than we do on the podcast. We should, and we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the bullshitting. Yes. Do you, ha- do you have any agendas today? Just uh, I. I see you brought a newspaper with you. Yes, I, I saw uh, that Venezuela. Yes. Is going bust. Yeah. In what way? I guess we embargoed titty implants. Oh, I've this, I've heard about this, and it's a big deal. Yes, they apparently like ha- fake tits in Venezuela. Yeah, I guess like don't like old ladies and young women get them too. Yeah, like it's like they give them away for free there. Yes, it's part of socialized medicine. Yes, get get free b- big boobs, right? Yeah. So there's there's no good ones coming in from the U.S. because we have a, a trade embargo. Yeah, there's yeah. some kind of embargo on it. So and, they're getting water balloons now. Yeah, and everybody's itching and uh. leaking and oh. blowing up all over the place. Oh, it's not worse than a leaky Venezuelan. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's quite the social issue there. It is. A social. Do you support socialism? If it means big boobs. Yeah, I was, well, that was part <laughs> B of the question, you know. Free tits for everybody? You know what? I'd rather give all the women big boobs than, uh, say, give homeless people food. Okay. Let, let the homeless people starve. Okay. And let's take the money we give to like the homeless, right? And give them to towards boob implants. Right. Go learn how to become a boob implanter. Right, and then you wouldn't be homeless. See, right? It's it's an evil cycle. But under we socialism, break the cycle. Under socialism, there shouldn't be any homelessness. Correct. Oh, uh, I wasn't talking about socialism. I was saying <laughs> talking I was talking about charitable giving. Oh, okay, okay. So under a capitalist you know, economy, like, like UNICEF, UNICEF should stop. Feeding uh, kids in Africa yeah, and start and start putting boobs in them. Start putting boobs in yeah. the in that them would in make here. National Geographic a little bit more enticing to yeah. buy. Yeah, because I mean, hey, listen, those tribal ones. What's really them? important? Saggy titties. Right. Exactly. Nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody wants a saggy titty. Nobody. Like two dead leaves, as Shakespeare said. <laughs> yeah. Was that Shakespeare? Said two dead leaves. Two dead leaves. My breast like two dead leaves. <laughs> it was a wet nurse in. Uh, I didn't I know Shakespeare was, was Italian. No, he's not. But it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Either am I. <laughs> Is that what I did? I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah. It's like a two dead leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia beer. My breast. <laughs> my breast. So small. So <laughs> flat. That did take her my belly button. That was just like Romanian. Mm. Oh, suck your gypsies. Gypsies. You fuck your fat titties. Oh, Mrs. Fuck Lee. <laughs> Mrs. Fuck Lee oh. needs titty implants because she has only two mosquito bites on her chest. <laughs> oh, don't you give me shit, Mr. Fuck Lee. Oh, I see your wife has only two mosquito bites on her chest. Fuck my beard. <laughs> Fuck my beard with your flat titty chest. <laughs> uh, our buddy Jim the Gypsy, whatever his name was. See, that was healthy. It was healthy to go back and revisit where we came from last. It episode, was. You know? It brought everything full circle. That's right. You have to know where you came from to know where you're going. <laughs> exactly. Right. I guess exactly. Fuck so. Google Maps. 
this is very nice that you brought this to the table because it's all going to tie back in with breast or, or move forward with breast implants. Because I have my own breast implant. Do you? Yes. Bring it on. And we're going to revisit old school because the Doom doll herself, breast implants. I saw. You I saw. I saw the. Did the, you see her new tits? I saw the selfie on uh, Facebook. Yes. Doom doll. Via Instagram. Got rid of the pink and the flapjacks. Got rid of them. She pumped them up. And they're not ridiculous. I got to say, they look pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from what I could tell. but Yeah, they weren't completely revealing, but uh, you know, they look pretty good. Must have been the under the armpit ones. I guess. I guess. I don't know. She hasn't, you know. See? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, now she can go out and make a couple extra bucks from Burning Angel. Uh-huh. So, therefore, we're keeping her. Maybe more porn. We're stimulating her career, so to speak. Yes. But she got good ones. She got breast implants that were headed. They were in boxes, stamped Venezuela, and the U.S. No, whoa, no, hey, whoa. wait up! See now there's a see well, that's there's awesome because now there's a flood of them there's here. A flood of them here, and that's why Doom Doll's like, oh, I'll buy them now. Yeah, I mean they're on sale. <laughs> you got a rad pair of t- fake tits for me? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Can I model for those rad titties? <laughs> it's a rad. Could, tits. could I take some rad titties in lieu of payment of this? Ass fucking up about to <laughs> receive. <laughs> it's like a health thing because if she's getting fucked in the ass, or do you think well, she could write off as a well, business <laughs> business expense? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You probably can, right? Yeah. If you're in that yeah. industry. Maybe that's uh, what do you call that? Like when companies reinvest the money, capital improvement. Capital improvements. Yes, that's what that is. A capital <laughs> improvement. It's like opening up a yes. new. It's like buying a new conveyor belt. Yes, <laughs> the Doom Doll has a new conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> that thing C was grade. outdated. <laughs> now, now we went, we moved up to the sea, <laughs> the sea, the sea level <laughs> conveyor belt. It's extra sticky. <laughs> take a take a forty five pound package. <laughs> up a sixty right degree slope. <laughs> it's greaseless. <laughs> Self lubricating. It's, it's it's oiless pancake. Yes, she has new compressor. Assets. Nice. So where's the prop? Oh, you want the prop? <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So we got Doom Doll news and implants and all that stuff, right? And it's in the box. All right. I'm going to. No, no. What's in the box? There's no <laughs> box. I'll tell you what happened. I got a very enticing email from Adam and Eve <laughs> <laughs> every day, like three times a day, right? We've right. been through this. I get yeah. emails, right? But I got one I couldn't pass. It was 25% off. Oh, never pay for One retail. item. Never pay retail. Uh, go 25% retail. off one item. Any one item. Yes. Any one item in the whole entire catalog. Yes. Do they throw in 365 hours of porn? Yes. <laughs> right. It's all incidental. There, I was like, that's 25% off. So. Right. We got something for 25% off, right? Okay. And, of course, there's a whole, that's 25% off. I hit the $17 uh, uh, a mark there right. for the free shitload of goodies, right? right? So now it's shower. So I got my thing, and all the goodies came in. Like you said, 360 hours of porn and. <laughs> All these things came in, but I I didn't I I swear to God I didn't really pay attention to what your free goodie package it was like a uh, goodie package I didn't really <laughs> right. look at what the thing was until it came in the mail and it <laughs> maybe I don't want to see this know. prop <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna whip it out right. <laughs> it's totally packaged right unopened we're having to unbox here it is <laughs> this wow the, the squishy. It's a pocket vagina. <laughs> it's a pocket vagina. My very own free pocket vagina. 
Wow, that's awesome. Virgin Pussy Palm Pal. <laughs> <laughs> I am the proud sold, owner of that. Sold as a novelty. Now, wait, I didn't really. I totally, I saw this. I looked at it and left. I threw it in the draw. I'm like, this is going on the podcast, right? <laughs> but now we're out looking at it, and I'm noticing this thing. You're looking at the, the business end, but I'm looking at the other end. <laughs> well, you got to be able to clean it, right? Oh, is that what that's for? <laughs> When you ram the rod in this way, yeah, something's got to come out that way. Maybe so you don't have to clean it. So it just out the other end. Maybe. That'll work. <laughs> That'll look awesome. Like I'm wrecking this thing so bad I'm right through it. Trade dress. It's a trade dress of Doc Johnson. With the Doc Johnson pocket pussy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the Virgin, best, baby. Virgin. Dude, that ain't no. messing around with their free I shit. I love the name. Virgin Pussy Palm Pal. It's a virgin one, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll see now too This also helps our theory Of why they give away free shit Because it's dry rotting on the shelf Right Copyright 2011 Well that's when they first started making them Copyright yeah, It's not a born on day It's just a copyright From date side it looks like a giant thumb <laughs> It does <laughs> So you got a free pocket I got a free Palm pal Virgin pussy palm pal <laughs> Doc it, Johnson Dude that's high quality right Yeah right If you want Bouncing souls If you want a <laughs> A palm pussy. <laughs> you want Doc Johnson? Oh, when he tests it out, oh, let us all know how, so, how oh, it this works. Is good. This is like when you, you know, this is not a yeah. A, 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 when you call the psychic hotline, right? Entertainment purposes only. only here, yeah. here, this is marked as sold as a novelty. Like, don't really go fucking this thing. Oh, really? That's what it says. Sold as a novelty. Well, it's not a marital aid. Maybe I don't know what they mean by that. I, I, I bet you it says like this vagina is not based on any. It's just a person. generic it's, vagina. Yeah, it's a generic vagina. It is a problem vagina, isn't it? It's a very. It's a little, you know, small. The whole affair is a little small. You know, you should take it out and like just like fuck it, and and do something with it. Yeah, stick your finger in there. Stick your thumb in there. See what's going on in the yeah. inside. Yeah. All let, right. Let, let's let's. Explore. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna invest time I into know. this, I I had to wrestle with. It. I'm like uh, I'm like. Well, why would I not bring a pocket pussy to the podcast? It's not it's a the, pocket pussy. It's a palm pal. It's a novelty. It smells <laughs> rubbery. Oh yeah, look, dude, you're ready. You're ready. Beat it up. Oh, it's cracking around the edges. You may be right about the born on date thing. <laughs> what does it say here? It's very squishy. I got no lube here. All right. Where's the camera? <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> it's tight. <laughs> I would imagine so. I kick. Oh my god! It's yeah. You need <laughs> <laughs> finger cuffs. <laughs> Dude, it smells like it's, old baby powder it now. <laughs> it smells like summer's eve. <laughs> I must. I'm gonna share the picture because it's yeah. It's hard to get. It's a very tiny hole. Yeah. And I imagine you would need some lube to to get yourself in there. May I? May yeah. I, may yeah. I finger? Have at it. Finger your pocket. Have at it. Palm pal. I don't imagine <laughs> I have any real use for that. I, I felt something like this once. You felt <laughs> that dry? No, not that dry. That tight? Okay. No, you definitely have to lube up to get that in there. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I'll see. Now this, you put. If you go in the backside. Well, the backside hole is much. Uh, it's a lot more spacious. Maybe it's just a hymen in there. Maybe there's a. a oh yeah, you just well, it did say virgin. Yeah, you know what? No, dude, I'm not yeah. lying to you. Yeah, because I got fingers in both ends. Yeah, yeah. There is a hymen in here. Really? Yeah, I'm not lying to you. Don't pop my hymen. I'm not. That's I'm my just, hymen. I just touched it. Oh. I want to touch the hymen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going. Oh, uh, now my finger stinks. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, <laughs> they should make they should make beer that, that's like this. That'd be great. Virgin Pocket Pal flavored beer. You have to break the hymen. It's yes. only a virgin once, huh? Yeah. You got to dig for that thing, huh? Oh, it's down in there. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh man! Wow! Yeah. So it's like we're twelve all over again. <laughs> it really is. Oh, if we were twelve, we'd both be fucking this thing. <laughs> yeah, we'd be fighting. Though. Yeah, we'd be fight. I want to break the high, man. <laughs> so yeah, I had, I totally had to, to fucking share that. Well, thank you, sir. You're I've, welcome. I have never seen one in person. Neither have I. And now I, I could cross that off my bucket list. <laughs> I've seen a pocket pussy. That have was you weird. seen? This is I actually. Originally had this as, a, as a, a bullshit item, and I got too excited with my pocket, own pocket pussy. <laughs> right. I, I came across this. I forgot even how. It was so weird that I even came across it. I think it was like a tech. A Dude, tech. The, the, the stink on I my know. hands. Oh, it's so like that weird rubber smell is in the air. In the, oh, dude. Yeah, I know. It's just in the air. Dude, that shit's wrong, man. It, it's almost like going back to like a beer tasting <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm sniffing this, and I'm like... We fingered the pocket pussy, so you don't have Dude. to. <laughs> want to smell my Smelly pocket? Finger? I know, want to I'd, smell a pocket pussy? I don't Take have a to. finger. <laughs> Ooh, I could shocker this thing. Two in the pink, one in the one in the rear over here, right? Kink, kink, kink. Bend it over, yeah. Yeah, doubled over. <laughs> the smell is going to double me the fuck over, dude. Let's wrap back up. Can you imagine your cock smelling like that? <laughs> if you actually put it in there? Like, <laughs> to put a rubber on to fuck the pocket movie. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's smelling your dick. <laughs> Who you been with? <laughs> my pocket pussy. <laughs> Jam me up the wall. <laughs> you got oh the uh, the fleshlight. You're familiar with the fleshlight, Yes, I've right? heard of the fleshlight, yes. I was looking at, I, I want to say it was like a tech article thing, right? Right. And for some reason, tagged onto this tech. I, it had to have been like a Facebook, somebody shared it. Right, right. They now have a fleshlight. This is a very legitimate product. It's a fleshlight iPad screen holder. Picture a fleshlight right. with an iPad screen holder. Are, oh. you, are you seeing it? I'm seeing now it now. Now you're seeing it. Now, okay, now I got yes. it. I got you now. You can watch Porn and fuck your flesh <laughs> at the same time. Hands free. Hands. Well, no, I. You'd have to. You. All right. Uh, I don't yeah, have a fleshlight. It's not a hands free. Well, a fleshlight is just this pocket pussy with like a plastic fleshlight. Okay. Well, can't you get like a bipod? Get like some shooting sticks for it. I'm sure you can make a mount like yeah, a, like a like, router table. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sawhorse. Yeah, you know, some something. sawhorses and a clamp. Yeah, I mean, shit. Oh, you, you, get you put your GPS. Will, will it hold your GPS, too? You get the soul horse. You get the fucking the pocket, the fleshlight. And then you get the butthole fleshlight. And then you get the horse hair tail butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> and you turn your soul horse into a fuck horse. Fuck horse. That's a fuck horse. Fuck horse. You go it's to my amazing horse. You go to F.A.O. Schwartz and you get one of the fucking <laughs> horse heads on a stick. Dude, Steak. you're, you're not going to tell me that someone hasn't already done that? Oh, of course they've fucked that. Oh, just like taped a pocket pussy to the back <laughs> of their iPad? Yeah. No, I thought it was hasn't like, made the fuck horse? I thought I'm it sure was that someone, uh, a fuck horse, yeah. Someone down in their basement put their fuck horse together. Yeah, inflatable pig. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. I'm the still air not. is full of virgin pocket pussy. <laughs> it smells of virgin down here. <laughs> It came in, by the way, a little just a plastic bag with a piece of 
tape on it with some yeah. words. You know, like Doc, like Doc Martin should have a Doc Johnson should have a little tag. Is that how they it. come? Oh, like a Doc <laughs> Martin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you could do like you truly do, Doc Martin. Rip the, this sticker off, and then and safety it, pin it to the bag. Yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah, you had yeah, to. Yeah, do safety that. pinning is. Yeah. I want to thank you for contributing that to the show today. You're friends. welcome. It was it was my pleasure. Now you know. Yeah. If you ever do anything with that thing, I'm gonna smell it right away, <laughs> and it's gonna let the beatings begin. <laughs> I know. That I know smell. that smell. <laughs> Ooh, that smell. I'm gonna have to like anything I buy from now on, like make sure it doesn't smell like that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I swear to God, man, <laughs> it's just my new blender. <laughs> you fuck that pussy, you motherfucking. Pervert. <laughs> Laundry basket. <laughs> it was a bicycle tube, man. <laughs> my new bicycle tube. It's just, just a, a fucking ball. bottle of mayonnaise, man. <laughs> it's a beach ball. That's not pocket. Balloons, that's, that's not palm pal- pals on my breath. <laughs> I was just inflating a beach ball. Yeah, man, I oh. threw it. <laughs> Dude, you think, you think if you blew into this end? You can get the hymen part to, like, blow out like a balloon. (laughs) I don't know. Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I blew out the uterus. (laughs) Oh, my God. Something inflated. (laughs) Wait, it's just... It's got weak walls. (laughs) I got (laughs) to... Okay. Okay? Let's give him a shot. (laughs) No, no such luck. No. It was better. Don't hold it. Just that, ho- do the first one again, because that was great. The hymen is in there, man. Yeah. That takes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll make it to air, but that's fucking funny. Well, constant listeners. On that note, there we got nothing left. <laughs> no, we just blew, up, just blew a pocket pussy. That just blew the load of the show. Yeah. So Go out on a winning note. Thank your uh, diligence. Thank you for diligently listening to us finger yes. a pocket pussy. <laughs> yeah, because I hope it was worth that, the <laughs> 55 minutes of your life. Call us. You call us. We don't call you. You don't know his number? You need his number. <laughs> I don't need his number. You need the number. I don't know his number. How come you don't have his number? I don't know where I got his number. How are we supposed to interview someone if we don't have the number? I told him just, I say, hey, you you call me. Right, I'm going to read the paper. Read the paper. Excuse me. Is that your duck fucked out of that? <laughs> is that your duck on your dick? And you're like, ah. And then you're like, oh. Going uh, now my finger stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>